Hey everybody, you're listening to episode 27 of the Q&A podcast. Thanks for tuning in. My name is Anthony and still sitting next to me is my pal as always, DeQuincy. We gotta do something about this cow situation. It's weird to be sitting next to each other. It, it is, uh, that's for certain. Uh, but he's he, it's not like he never left, he went home, did his own thing, and now he's back sitting next to me on this couch. Um, so we're talking baseball again. Woo! Uh, a lot has actually happened since since our last podcast. Can you give me that that's, that uh, woo one more time? Woo! Woo! That's what it's all about. All right. Um, since, you know, we the last time we talked, I mean, we went over the uh, all the teams, uh, how they did this year. Our, uh, we went over our terrible, <laughs> god-awful predictions. Right. And uh, kind of looked at, we're kind of forecasting, you know, some... Uh, you know potential moves that that would that could go down this off season. Mm-hmm. Um, some you know, have, well, no, really, nothing has really happened. Uh, what what we had discussed, but uh, some big moves have happened uh, since we last talked. And I guess we can start off with uh, the news. Was it yesterday? It looks like uh, Kyle Seager uh, from the from the Mariners. Seattle Mariners, third baseman. Yeah, hundred million dollar deal. What are the what are the specifics on that deal? So it's a hundred. It's a seven year, hundred million dollar deal, and there's also a um, an option for an eighth year. Um, details that are, are not known. Um, when I first saw this, I was like, "Wow, him, a hundred million dollars." There's a story about that that we'll tell one day on this podcast. Many many years. From um, now. Really? Yeah. Uh, you can tell anytime you want. All right, so last year, Seager, who just turned 28 uh, at the beginning of the, this month, set career highs in bad average, 268, home runs, 25, and RBIs, 96. Um, like I said, I when I first heard the news that he was going to get $100 million, I was shocked because he it doesn't say he's not a household name. He doesn't have the recognition to deserve that contract. But then again, he... He's up in Seattle, so what can you expect? Yeah, I mean, they're way, way west, west coast. At this point, they're going to have to overpay guys with with proven bats. At this point, and, and for them, he is a proven bat. Um, they're going to have to overpay guys, and you know he's just the beginning. I, I, you know what? Looking at the terms, I think it's a pretty reasonable deal considering all the, the contracts that are being handed out these days. Uh, you know, seven years, hundred million. That's what? What did we say? Fourteen? About fourteen million a year? Yes, roughly fourteen and a half or, or so. Until he's thirty-four. That's not bad for a, a third baseman who who hits for power, who drives in runs, and who's a pretty damn good defensive third baseman. Right, and who technically is entering the prime of his career. I mean, that's these days the way the contracts are handed out. That's that's a pretty fair deal, I think. Um, and he's a guy that before Robinson Cano came on board. Was a guy that they were really looking to um, to lead the team, and, and now with with Cano on you know uh, the season that Cano had last year, uh, that's a pretty nice one-two punch for your infield at least, and uh, you know they're hopefully it'll be to you know to better things to mm-hmm. you know uh, better or more signings or bigger signings or you know better development for this uh, from their you know minor league system because they have the pitching developed. I mean they they know how to do that pretty well, uh, but. You know, Seager right now is kind of the only guy that, that has really come up from their, through their system um, that has... As far as position players. Right, that has actually been a, 
that has developed into a commodity um, for the first time in, in you know a couple of decades now, it seems like, at this point. Well, we know Seattle, you said they have the pitch, and we also have the money. Uh, rumors are they're going after Nelson Cruz. Last I heard, be like a four-year deal. Or he's seeking a five-year deal. No one's going to go... You know, that many years on a guy who's already, how old is those crews? 35, 36? I think so. Or 34, it might be. But, um, you know, that, the Nelson Cruz situation, you know, uh, reeks of Carlos Lee all over again. I mean, a guy who is probably at his peak, um, but is not going to get any better uh, considering his history. Uh, yeah. And, uh, and unfortunately, he's going to get overpaid. Um, because I think that bat is just too enticing for teams, especially for teams who are desperate for, for hitting. And Seattle definitely falls in that category. Uh, rumors are they're looking at B.J. Upton, who apparently took Seattle off of his no-trade list. So, not, um, I'm sorry, not B.J. Upton, Justin, Justin uh, Upton. Uh, Justin Upton is still young enough to turn it around. Um, and I think in that lineup, you know, it would – it'd be a real nice addition. I mean, they've already got Cano, Seager, they've got Austin Jackson, who is a pretty good defensive center fielder, um, and is a good leadoff hitter as well. I mean, he, he hits all around, um, you know, for average, he has some pop for, especially for leadoff. Uh, so that's a, it's a pretty nice, it's the makings of a pretty decent lineup. Um, one that I think is good, I think within a year or two could be good enough to match the pitching that they have. Mm-hmm. Once again, it just makes things harder in the AL West. Man, it really does. That I mean, that division. Um, you know, I, I've said at the end of the season, I think it, it's now safe to say that, um, or it, it, you know, you can make a strong case for Seattle or not Seattle. I'm sorry, the AL West being probably now the toughest division in baseball, just the way that the A's, Angels, uh, and the Rangers, they should bounce back, mm-hmm. and even the Astros. I mean, improve of fifteen games yep. over the, you know this past off this past season. Nineteen. Uh, Nineteen. Oh, even better. Stop shortchanging us, man. <laughs> uh, so we like the deal. I, I was a little bit more surprised than you were, but still, we like it from both terms. As far as the player getting the money and the team making a long term commitment um, to try to better themselves. So we're going on to the big, the quote unquote bigger news of the day. Sure. Okay, so Boston Red Sox signed not one, but two quote-unquote superstars. Premier free agents. Yes. Third baseman Pablo Sandoval, five years, $95 million with a $17 million club option for the sixth year. And shortstop Hanley Ramirez, four years, $88 million with a $22 million vesting option for the fifth year. Wow. So... You want to my, my, I, have, I have a question. Do I, I, excuse me. I have a question though. Um, did yes. both did both of those players receive qualifying offers? Yes. Okay, so Boston is clearly playing for now. I mean, they are clearly. Well, remember, it, it seems like they're going after it now. Remember how bad Boston was last year? The top ten picks are protected. So uh, I can't That's remember true. which team it would be, but they won't get Boston's first round pick. They'll get Boston's second round pick for next year draft. Right. I think. It's gonna go to the um, Giants. I have really? to check. I think so. Let me Didn't check. they sign? I thought they signed uh, Ramirez first. Wouldn't I? Don't know how that works. If it's a matter of who, who signed who first, or who signed first? Who signed first? Who, who's on second? Yeah. I'll check. Go ahead, my friend. Go. 
you know, this is uh, this is all in for the for the Red Sox. I mean, they they try they were kind of forced to try the youth movement last year with injuries to Pedroia, um, and you know, getting rid of guys like Peavy and Lester. Uh, but this really seems like they're putting that to the they're putting that aside somewhat, mm-hmm. uh, and and they're going all in for for next season that they want to get back on top. Um, it's very Yankee-esque, if you ask me. <laughs> because these are two of the top free agents on the market right now, especially at, uh, infield uh, position players. What was that? Um, the Yankees are, or I mean, the Red Sox have become the Yankees right now. It's ridiculous. What was that line in Batman? Either you die the hero or you become the villain. <laughs> you, live, you live long enough to see, reco- see yourself become the villain. Yeah, that's what the Red Sox have done now. They have this money and they're spending it. Yeah. I no longer want any Red Sox fan to say that the Yankees are the only team that buy championships because you guys do it too. Um, you want to go over, let's go Sandoval's deal first. Sure. Um, not surprising that he left to go to the Red Sox because from day one of free agency, that's who I. That's what I heard. The Red Sox were um, zeroing in on Pablo Sandoval. He was their number one. He was their ticket, especially after seeing uh, Will Middlebrooks just fail at right. the plate. Uh, they wanted to bring in someone who could, well, first and foremost, play, and secondly, be able to withstand the heat. I would say, played in a Boston market. Okay, so fans there, are ridiculous. Right. I mean, Sandoval's won a three-time World Series. Champion, yes. Um, MVP one year, yeah. And you know, I, I mentioned that they that it seems like they're putting aside this youth movement somewhat, uh, but not entirely. And, and that's why I only said somewhat because if you really think, if you look at it, Sandoval's only what twenty eight. Yes, twenty eight. That's the prime of his career. I mean, he's a big guy. He's a, he's a big guy, big guy, big guy. Yeah, I mean, what? Not even six feet, but way over two hundred pounds. You know, he's he's. He's a pretty stout guy. Got him at 5'11", 245. Oh, that's... I feel like the weight is a little low, but we'll let that go. <laughs> yeah, okay, that's, that's neither here nor there. Ooh, we need to talk about people being a little overweight. This is true. Uh, I mean, he's still young. I mean, he's barely in the prime of his career. Uh, he's had really good years already with, with San Francisco, so he is, you know... It seems like there's, you know, the best is yet to come from from Kung Fu Panda. As long as he stays healthy, uh, as long as he stops breaking both of his handmade bones, <laughs> he can't uh, break them anymore. <laughs> okay. They they removed them. Woo! Good thing we got that out of the way. Um, I, I think it's a great signing for the Red Sox. I mean, obviously, a guy like that, you definitely want a new team. A guy who knows how to win uh, and who knows how to hit, and is a pretty good, you know, he's a stellar third baseman. And for his it, weight size, he especially is, for his weight he's size, a, he's a damn good defensive third baseman. My only issue with him is he can be so aggressive at the plate. Mm-hmm. How would that play if you know two months in he's hitting two forty, and you know the Boston media and the Boston crowd's turning on him? Well, I mean, that's... because I'll tell you, he never had that kind of stress in um, San Francisco. No, but you weren't making that kind of money either, so you have to. I think he would be foolish to not expect any kind of strong criticism if he came out of the gate, you know, slow. Uh, you know, he wanted this. This is something that he obviously desired. Well, yes. He's taking the big money. I mean, um, in the press conference, he said that he was ready for a change. Yeah. And um, well, he wanted well, to test himself. He's definitely getting it now. Oh, yeah. Playing in the AL East. I mean, we know it's not what it used to be, but still, 
Uh, going against the Yankees, Tampa Bay still formidable, and the Orioles have ruled that division for the past two years. Yeah. Um, but and he, I mean, if you think about it, he automatically, I think, I think it's you can make a case that he automatically becomes a top five player in that division. Really? I, absolutely. I mean, the Yankees are a shell of themselves. Uh, top five position player in that division. Is that what you're saying? I think so. And, and, no, for sure. Top ten, but maybe top five. Oh, okay. Let me go through the teams. All right. So you read, you would have him over Evan Longoria, all right? Yes, I would. Jose Batista? No. Not yet. Well, uh, no, yeah, actually I would. You'd have him over Jose Batista? I would have those three in the top five for sure. All right, let me keep going. I'm not saying he's the best player in that division. No, I'm just saying what... what what else, what players would you have out there with him? Adam Jones. Uh, I would have Adam Jones and Manny Machado. Yeah, I think so. All right. So that's the Orioles. So you'd have him above those two. So I like making him the best player in the world. No, no. I think you could have Jones, Machado, Sandoval, uh, Longoria, and Batista as your top five in the division. Now the Yankee could be seen. As far as position players, I'd right. have to knock it up there. Without a doubt, but let's go back on. So we both like the the contract, right? Yeah, it's it's a pretty reasonable deal considering, again, considering how these contracts are being doled out. I mean, when you guys when you have the top guys like Trout and and uh, um, who else? Who else signed a big deal this year? Trout and Trout. Trout and Trout. You know. Oh, and Stanton. I'm sorry. And Jim Carl Stanton. You know, getting twenty five, thirty million dollar contracts a year. Um, 18, you know, 17, 18, 19 million dollars for a three-time World Series winner who's just entering the prime of his career is, I think, pretty pretty reasonable bargain. It's a pretty good bargain. Okay. Um, what was it? I, whenever I hear deals like this, of like deals like this that take guys into their mid to late 30s, I'm fine with it in the American League because you have the DH. Absolutely. And, and uh, same thing with Seager. You know, he'll be 34 when that contract is up. Um, Sandoval will be how old is he now? Twenty eight. Twenty eight. Sorry. So he'll be thirty three when it's up. I mean, you got that eighth position there. Such a such a boom to have uh, for the American League because team American League teams gonna be like, hey, we can offer you extra years, extra money because when you're here, because we know we have that spot open for you when your body is breaking down, you can't play defensively anymore. Uh, ready to go to the next one? Sure. Hanning Ramirez, four years, $88 million. This is an interesting signing. This is a confusing signing. Yeah, I mean, you're not going to play him at third. Nope, because Sandoval's there. That's taken. Um, Bogarts, Xander Bogarts, their top prospect, who finally you know came on the scene last year, um, was underwhelming. And was because you know he was obviously overwhelmed by major league pitching, mm-hmm. um, and he was shuffled between shortstop and third all mm-hmm. year. So that played a major factor in you know his stunning his growth, right? I guess absolutely, say. yeah. Um, but you know he's a guy that you obviously want to be a cornerstone, you know, piece of, of your team for years to come. Uh, so are you going to continue this back and forth with him? And and make Ramirez your primary out uh, shortstop. 
Or do you put Ramirez in the outfield, which he's indicated he would be willing to do? First off, you don't put Ramirez at short because he is one of the worst defensive <laughs> shortstop in the league right now. And and all the what I'm hearing right now, what I've read on ESPN, SI, is that he they're putting him in left field, which will be tricky because yeah. he has to play the corner and then play uh, balls off the monster. Absolutely. Especially, it's going to be very difficult, especially the guy has never played left field in his career. Yeah. He came up... Um, you he's know, not he a spring chicken. He's not. Uh, with the, when he was with the Red Sox... Boy, you want to say that. Yeah, Red Sox, he <laughs> was third in shortstop. He played shortstop with the Marlins and the Dodgers. And, and he is 30... 30 years yeah, old. Yeah, 30, exactly 30 years old. Who, for the past, what, three years has had injury problems? Injury problems, attitude problems. Uh, I saw on Twitter, I can't remember the name of the writer, but he, uh, he had a story where he texted one of Henry Ramirez's uh, old teammates, and the guy just responded with a one-word answer, turd. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. That is funny. This is how you know he has attitude problems. The L.A. Dodgers have more money than Jesus Christ himself. And they just and they made no run to to keep him. <laughs> it was like, oh, you're leaving. Bye. Sayonara. Sayonara. Bye, con Dios. Um, like you said, let's go back to our original thought. We have problems with him being out in the outfield. You know, thirty years old, brittle body. He's gonna be running more, um, shagging fly balls. And How do you? I mean, with his attitude, he could very well just say, oh. I'll get it next time and just let it fall in front of him. And with his attitude, he'd be like, yeah, I'm fine with it now. I'm fine with it. I can play left field. It won't be a problem. And then three months of the season, you get stories out of Boston. Hanny Ramirez is upset with his role. Yeah, and that's a very strong possibility as well. Um, and he's not guaranteed to hit the way he did five, six years ago. Older, injury-prone, injury attitude problem, um, new position, new league. Yeah, it just seems like it's a recipe for disaster. It really does. Um, the Red Sox better hope that you know they can pull it together somehow. But it just looks like a bad, you know, a bad uh, union uh, to start with. So we'll see how it goes, though. Uh, but you know, hopefully, having a guy like Sandoval will counter, you know, counterbalance that signing, and they will. You know, be able to find a way to, to get it done. Who knows, though? Very much so. Um, do you want to go over the log jam that the Red Sox have now? Sure. Okay, so we already talked about Bogarts. He'll, he'll be sticking that short. Presumably. Well, that's why. So they still have Mookie Betts, who's 22, who plays, whose roots position is second base, mm-hmm. but they have found the outfield. Will Middlebrooks, 26 years old, third baseman. I feel like he's due for a uh, change of scenery. Probably. Uh, He's expendable at this point. Jackie Bradley Jr., who is example number one of why spring training stats don't matter. (laughs) What was it? Two years ago or last year? Yeah, this this year. Dude, I cannot remember anything. Where he, like, hit 500 in spring training, and they were anointing him the next big shortstop. You know, after after Jacoby Ellsbury leaves, and he came up and, oof, boy, he, was, he had like brutal. two hits in like a month. Brutal. Uh, let's keep going. Alan Craig plays outfield, still on the hook for three years and twenty five point five million dollars. 
but he also splits time at first. And at first and outfield, you were correct. Uh, 2018 option that you're paying three million dollars a keep, 13 million to keep him or a million dollar buyout. So he plays first outfield. And he'll um, be paying a million dollars probably. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, ever since he broke his leg, I don't um his foot. I'm sorry. I don't understand what happened. I think it's the timing between his plant foot and swinging, but his bat speed is just eroded. All pitchers do now is pound him inside with fastball, fastballs, and he just can't turn fast enough to get him. And, you know, there was a while there where he was St. Louis's best hitter. Wasn't he uh, World Series MVP? Was he in the MVP? One of those three. I'm sorry. Ah, we can't remember the damn thing. Well, both of those guys are off that team. That's a a clear indication of of the the drop-off that they've, you know... Clear indication that St. Louis knows what they're doing. <laughs> yeah. um, we talk about first baseman. I'm glad I didn't even write on the list. Mike Napoli. Right. Okay, he's playing first. I think he still has, uh, I want to what, two years left? I will check right now. Let's go. Napoli, Napoli, Napoli. And he's he's at the point, he's old enough where I think they would be. 33 years old. They are, are really looking forward to that contract coming off the books. Um, let's see. He has one more year. Yeah, $16 million next year. Oh, well, that's interesting. I mean, it's just one one more year they have to to go, and they'll be free and clear, and can uh, you know ease that that logjam a little bit. Yeah. Um, during the season, they traded for Jonas Suspedes, twenty nine years old, still has two years and twenty one million dollars left on his deal. Let's not forget. I think people are. are Outside of Boston, don't remember this right here. They signed the Cuban outfielder uh, Rusty Castillo. Castillo, mm-hmm. seven years, seven, seven, seventy-two point five million dollars. Okay, he's twenty-seven. They still have Shane Victorino, thirty-three for one year and thirteen million. And don't forget two of their best players last year, which kind of shows you how bad they were last year. Daniel Nava, who's thirty-one, and Brock Holt. Who's twenty six? Brock Holt still has the best name in all of baseball. <laughs> but do you see that log jam right there? That's just the outfield, right? That is the outfield um, plus uh, Will Mel, uh, Middlebrooks, who, like we said, I would be shocked if he's not traded this offseason. Right. Well, you also forgot, or I don't know if you forgot, but we haven't even we haven't even talked about the little guy. What's his name? Who? The second baseman. Pedroia? Pedroia, that's his, that's his name. Why? I'm and talking about the log jam. There's no log jam at, at second. He's got a six-year, $100 million contract. He's, but that's the thing. His pockets are straight. Right. But that's the thing. You have a guy like uh, Mookie Betts who, you know, supposed to, they, they, it seems like they brought him up too soon. I mean, I don't know. They're, they're kind of stuck with, and there would have been a pretty tough situation where he was just killing, crushing the ball. In the minors, but there was no way he was ever going to come close to playing second in the, in the big leagues. So now you've got this situation where you were forced to convert him to an outfield spot, and you've got too many outfielders. Yeah, so he's, way still, too many outfielders. he's still getting squeezed for playing top. I mean, the guy can't win for losing. Uh, if Hanley Mirrors is playing left field, like um, it's been reported, that's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Eight outfielders, and not, I would say nine because Brock Holt's been on the go out there left field as well. So that's nine outfielders for three spots. You know, Hanley's getting the spot that they just paid him. Right. Um, and what else? Castillo, Castillo just got his $72 million. He'll be up soon. Mm-hmm. Um, good luck chain, trade away Victorino or Nava. 
Yeah. Or Alan Craig, for that matter. Or Napoli. Napoli, yeah. It's like, what are they going to do? I know they're going to try to trade for some pitching because their pitching staff is terrible. It's basically, uh, what's his name? I, I picture I, his face, but I can't say. I don't Clay Buckles. Yeah, thank you. It's Buckles, and then pray for rain. And Buckles is a number three uh, pitcher right now. Right. And so that that you know begs the question: Are they? Do you see them signing uh, John Lester? I can see them signing John Lester, and then packaging Cespedes. Probably Cespedes and some other pieces to make a run at um, uh, Cole Hamels. Interesting. But the That's a lot of money, though. That's man, that is just a buttload of money you're taking on. It ain't tricking if you got it. <laughs> That's true. The problem I see a problem there because of, apparently Philadelphia wants the world for Cole Hamels. So you're probably looking at Mookie Betts and or Jackie Bradley Jr. If they're asking for Mookie Betts, I'm telling them to kick rocks. <laughs> I mean, do you think you can get away with uh, Mookie Betts, Jonas Cespedes, and try to trade those two? Yeah. I would just wait. wait um, so did I say Mookie Betts? Yeah, you said Mookie Betts. I meant, uh, I'm sorry. I was thinking Jackie Bradley Jr. in Cespedes. That's what I would offer them and put Betts in center field because uh, we don't know what's going on in Philadelphia. They, their general manager, Ruben Amaro Jr., has been tinkering. Well, best, best, basically, he's been borrowing from the future to pay for the present. Now the bills do. They have nothing right. there now. And they we talked about that last lab podcast. What they need? They're basically going by the way of the Yankees. You know, we we don't aging dinosaurs. Yeah, we're not gonna and we're not gonna trade anybody. Yeah. We're gonna stick with stand pat with what we have and uh, hope for a miracle. Congratulations! Or no, not even hope. Expect a miracle. Wait for those uh, half fun those next twelve years when you can't get the five hundred. <laughs> Um, that was a quick one, wasn't it? I think so. Yeah. I don't think we have anything else we even talked about as far as the offseason goes. I can't believe we talked this long about Boston. I, uh, well, as, as much as I don't like Boston, why don't you like Boston? What did Bo- who hurt you? Who hurt you? Who hurt you? Did Boston hurt you? It was Pedro Martinez, the little man. I, I just was not a fan of those guys. God rest his soul. They won a World Series. I I don't care. Hater. It's not that I hate him. I just don't really care. You are Mr. Contrarian. That's your deal. We talk about this all the time. You like these little indie rock bands all this stuff. (laughs) You love these little bands. But as soon as they get like 500 fans, you're like, nope. They've got mainstream. They've lost their soul. And you jump ship. The the Red Sox have never been like that. They've always had a huge cult. Nothing about you, Mr. Oh, that's what they did? No, no, I don't like that. How is that contrarian? They've always been popular. They've always been the team to see, or if not one of the teams, the teams to see. Because you're saying you hate them. You you don't like them. That is contrarian to everybody else liking them. But that would imply that I actually liked them at one point. No, it doesn't. I never liked them. I'm not implying that. I'm saying that everybody else likes them. You don't like them. That's contrarian. I, I think there's more people than you think that don't like them. I think I'd have, I could probably find more people to join my my stand, my stance. Really? You think so? Possibly. All right. At least here in Houston. Okay. Next time we go, next time the Red Sox are in town, I want you to go to that game and I, see how many Red Sox fans are there. Why? I don't want to see them. <laughs> <sighs> just hate, just, just 
hate coming from over here on the, on the right side of the couch. Oh, Houston's become a transplant city anyway, so of course there'd be more Red Sox fans. Hate, 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 hate. Come on, you know that's true. Hate, 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 hate. All right, we get we got a good like thirty two minutes out of that. So we can, oh we didn't get thirty minutes for twenty <laughs> whatever. That was your MLB off season update. Yeah, expect more as long as uh, there are big stories like that. Oh, question: Who do you think signs first, Lester or Scherzer? Uh, Lester, I think. I mean, he's uh, because he might just go with his heart and go right back to Boston and not entertain any offers. Um, or he will get just enough money that teams will be willing to, you know, to, to spend the money right now uh, before they would entertain giving Scherzer, what, $200 million? I'm going the other way. I'm going, I, I, I agree with you that it's going to be Lester, but not because of Lester. It's going to be Lester because who is Scherzer's client, um, agent? Oh, Scott Boris? Scott Boris. Uh, as soon as Lester signs, he'll take that contract to any, you know, team he's interested in and be like, well, they gave Lester this much, you should give my guy more because he's one of Cy Young. So you think Scherzer's going to hold out? Yep. Oh, I okay. think Scherzer will be the last big pitcher to sign because Boris, you know, he does this. He has mystery teams and, you know, if X player gets paid this much, then my guy should get more because he's better. Very sources say like yeah. <laughs> um, would you be surprised? Uh, no, actually, I, now knowing now knowing that his agent is uh, Scott Boris, would not be surprised in the least. Right. And on that note, I'm trying to think, there's anything else we need to discuss about the LOB? I think we've covered uh, baseball pretty pretty well. Yeah, well, all the big stories. Yeah, I mean, two podcasts uh, in November have been devoted to baseball. That's not bad. Yeah, two people are so lucky that we love you so much. Uh, let's go to MLB real quick and see if there's anything else that we need. We should no talk new about updates. No new updates. Just making sure, because last time we forgot about the Billy Butler thing until like <laughs> <laughs> we had to squeeze out. Yeah, you. Our sad thing is I wrote it down and just went right over it. Oh, the Hall of Fame's coming up. Ah, uh, that's. Uh, we should set that aside for a set whole other show. Absolutely, right. I think that's going to be a great talk. Talk. Uh, especially since we're actually in the middle of this. We've actually started a podcast. We did have a podcast uh, last year when they were, uh, when, you know, everybody was counting down, is Biggio going to get in? So it'll be a great topic for next uh, a future show. True. We'll have our, our own hypothetical balance that nobody else will care about. <laughs> of course. All right. Anything else you want to say to the peeps? Uh, as always, thanks for all the support. Thanks for tuning in. Awesome. All right, for Anthony, I'm DeQuincy. Later, babies.